0: You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter, Daniels 317 I'm also on Instagram and the TikTok. And we missed you while you were gone. I was forced to work with other people. Yeah, your man. <laughs> he he did a good job. He did great. He, he did a good job. We had some fun while you while you were gone, but we missed you.
1: Well, Casey came to my house on Friday, and I your know. man was there too. And she's like, "We'll just stay a couple of minutes." Uh huh. And, an and three hours later, Casey still has a vice grip on my child. <laughs> oh, look at you! She is a darling
0: baby doll, full head of hair. Oh my goodness, she looks like you too. Yeah, that's why she she's has, darling. She has your nose.
1: How could it? Be anything. That's the first thing Kevin said mm-hmm. when he saw my baby. Was oh my gosh, it has your nose. And I, yeah, she does. And we talked about this. Yeah. So I called Thursday. She was born late Wednesday. Mm-hmm.
0: Last and, a week and a half. A week ago. and a half ago.
1: Yeah. And I said there is this moment, and I'm sure you felt it too, and I'm sure Jim felt it, in which when you look at your child for the first time and you see you. Mm-hmm. There's you, no denial. Parts of you, whether it's the mother, the father, there's almost always some part of you in that child. No, usually one parent will get more prevalent traits than the other. But that is an incredible feeling which you can't even you could give me a week and I couldn't describe what that is like. And I still find myself doing it now and maybe it'll you know, maybe it will never stop where you look at your child and they look back at you Mm -hmm. and it's almost more endearing now than it will ever be because they can't communicate with you but you're like my baby and I will have Olivia and I will have staring contests (laughs) because she is now (laughs) to the point where her eyes will stay open for long periods of time. She's focusing on you. Right. Yeah. And, And you are staring. It's a weird field of dreams type of thing and that's the best way I can describe it where it's almost like you're looking at yourself, uh, <laughs> yes. the baby version of yourself. You were so
0: funny. So I went. Uh, so we went over to uh, Robin G's place on Friday, and you were like, "Yeah, we left the hospital," and they were just like, "Good luck." <laughs> Yeah, you have a whole human that you are responsible for now. And uh, she's so sweet. So I was I was holding her. And your wife at one point was like, "Oh, I've never tried holding her like that. I'm going to do that because she stopped crying. And I was just kind of bouncing her. And then I got to feed her. And then after I fed her, you know, I put her up on my shoulder to do the burp. And she she let a little burp out. And then she just stayed there. And you were so funny. You were like, uh, Olivia, Olivia, like, Checking to make sure that she was still breathing. And and I said, how many times a day do you check to make sure she's still breathing? And you said about every 15 seconds.
1: Yes, I still do that, which is ridiculous. However, I will say I've gotten much better about the obsession of Mm -hmm. everything with my kid. (laughs) About day three, I realized it is impossible to obsess to the level by which you want to obsess about your kid. And you will just drive yourself Insane, mm-hmm. because, and this is the thing about babies that you don't realize until you have one—they're incredibly resilient. Oh yeah! Like you think you're going to just break them in half every time you but handle so them. they so
0: little. Yes. Oh, those little feet and those little toes. And, yes. Oh, but you're—you guys were doing good. You seem like you've getting some sleep, and she's eating good and well, she's
1: sleeping good. I am getting sleep. <laughs> My wife is a saint uh-huh. and as such she recognized of her own volition because you know me, Casey, I am just as I do at this radio show, I am um, I am always giving of myself. Sure. I am always going above and beyond sure. what is expected, mm-hmm. no different in my role as a father. Uh, I would volunteer to do all of the stuff and stay up all hours of the night. And my wife, because she is a wonderful human being, Mm -hmm. recognized about two days ago, you have to go back to work. And of course, I did the thing where, yeah, gosh, darn it, honey. I I don't want to go back to work. There's nothing that beats me more. And she's like, you need to start getting some sleep. Well, okay. I feel terrible about this.
0: So at one point, you and the dude were having a conversation totally unrelated to the baby. And I said to him, "Would you stop. Wait, There's a new baby here. This is why we're here. Pay attention yeah. to Olivia. And your wife said, oh, no, he needs to talk about something else besides the baby. So uh, getting it out of your system now.
1: So this is what's interesting. We got into a little bit when I called on Thursday. You and I don't know if you felt this way when you had your child and It'd be interesting to ask Jim about this. You never feel more helpless than when you're in as a, I'm saying this as a, as a man you never feel more helpless than during the actual birthing mm. process yeah because throughout the whole nine and a half months or whatever it is, I as a father as a supporter am able to do things for acts
0: of service my sure. wife right to mm-hmm. make
1: life easier and then all of this build up, and then it is 100%... On her. Yeah. And, uh,
0: and the doctors. It,
1: right. Yeah. It's it's, to, it's completely, totally out of your hands. And you have to just sit there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Jim did this, but they have this thing where they monitor the baby's heartbeat throughout the process. And you just stare at this thing. And they keep telling you, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Your baby is doing great. And you keep going, this is taking forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It takes a lot longer <laughs> it's than, normal. Than, than, than this. And you, you just sit there feeling like you should be doing something yet there is basically nothing you can do other than to continually be emotionally and verbally supportive of your wife yeah
0: well and that's what you're supposed to do in that situation and she had a natural childbirth so i have to imagine (laughs) wow uh brave lady i have to imagine that you were at some point just wanted to take her pain away
1: Yes, So she decided because there is a lot of information that the kind of if you can and look, many people cannot and there's no means an indictment on those people or people who choose not to. But the best thing, if you can do it for your baby, is to try to do a natural childbirth. And she made that decision Mm -hmm. a long time ago. It was all of her. I did not pressure her to do that. She she did it because she wanted to do it. And we tried to warn her. Yeah. And we tried to talk her out of it. And I made her disc- sign a disclaimer saying I will not blame Rob Kendall if in the middle of this birth <laughs> it is not what I expected. And she to her credit, yeah. she did it. Yeah. It took almost 24 hours, mm-hmm. but she did it. And th- because that's how much she cares about our child. And that's one of the things that I have I've worked on with her, is that You can only push yourself so far and you have time and again pushed yourself and the baby's going to be fine, Mm -hmm. right? Like you come to the conclusion and it's probably easier for fathers to come to this conclusion than mothers because we don't have the connection of having carried them, carried them, birthed them, that the baby is going to be fine and the things that they do. Most of them are natural, and the baby will let you know if it is in an unnatural, uncomfortable position. They will let you know. My child has absolutely no problem screaming right in my face <laughs> and letting me know if she was, is remotely uncomfortable about anything.
0: Were there any surprises to you through this process, the birth, and now that she's a week and a half old?
1: So I said this when I called and I want to say it again because I know we got other things to get to but there are a couple things I want to say one we we, um, her name is Tori Dawson and she is phenomenal she's what they call a doula Mm -hmm. and if you are new to childbirth you absolutely need to get yourself one of these fabulous people because you will have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many, trust me from experience, Casey, mm-hmm. no matter how many YouTube videos you watch or books you read or articles you read, you have no idea what you're doing. It's correct. And doulas- that's, that's why
0: you take advice from people who've been through these it.
1: These people, their job is to help you through the birthing process. In this case, Tori's a registered nurse. She worked at Walter Reed. She was a military nurse. She was awesome at helping us through the whole process. She was there the entire time. The reason I believe I am alive today after 24 hours of natural childbirth is because Tori was there with us. So I want to, first of all, say what an awesome job she did. She kept my wife calm and worked her through the entire process. That's mm-hmm. number one. Two, the people at Hendricks Regional Health did an outstanding job delivering our baby. They were very loving and supportive throughout the whole thing. And then the third thing that I want to say, because we talk about this a lot on this show, but not nearly enough, is the power of prayer and during my wife's birth, this was probably about hour 18, and I know she won't mind me sharing this. She got what they kind of refer to as stuck mm-hmm. during the birthing process. Yeah. And what that means is you you have moved forward and then you have stopped moving forward. Now, the baby is, in actually, is actually in no real danger and the baby is fine. But to the parent, the mother... And the father has no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. You believe it's the end of the world, right? Yeah. The the doom, inevitable doom is upon us. And when you've watched your wife go through that for 18 hours, you begin to hit the panic button yourself, even though you're told everything's fine. And at about that time, the life, our great friends, our fabulous friends at Life Church started a prayer chain for us. And within 20 minutes of that prayer chain starting after multiple hours of being stuck and just it was just an awful feeling and this is terrible grammar and i'm sure there's some doctor somewhere some birthing doctor is like you're a moron but she became unstuck (laughs) (laughs) and that baby was born started moving within Mm -hmm. an hour of that Mm -hmm. and i give all of that to God and the prayer chain that was set up by the Micah and the people at Life Church because that was a horrific, awful feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wanted to make sure today that I gave credit to Tori and to the great folks at Life Church and the people at Hendricks Regional Health because, man, having a kid is the greatest feeling in the world. You know, I mean, and you know that, right? You you know that there is nothing like seeing your child enter the world and then being responsible for that child. Yep.
0: You're blessed. You're blessed. And we're all so happy for you. And everybody called while you were gone. And congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Everybody was just very uh, thankful that the baby was good and healthy and your wife as well.
1: And uh, Casey, we did get your fingerprints removed from my child's arms after (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you would ask me at one point if I was getting baby fever from, and I said, "Oh no, that ship has sailed." But I will be more than happy to babysit in a few weeks when you guys are ready for a little break.